Hi, Moza. Hi, Deanna. How are you? Okay. How are you? Good. A little tired. A little tired? A little tired. A little tired. I feel like we're, like, what, a weekend to the new year? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what day it is. Me neither. What? Is it the 6th? Yeah. Almost a weekend. Can you believe it? No. No. I But I also feel like New Year's was, <clears throat> like, months ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're here, but also, like... Why are we only here? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> How has 2024 treated you so far? I've just been working, so. Yeah. I don't need, I worked New Year's Eve and I worked New Year's Day. So, like, it just. I, like, fell asleep on the couch. Me and Ben were, like, on the couch or whatever. He was watching the <clears throat> New Year's special or whatever. And I was asleep, and, like, right as they were, the ball was dropping, he kind of, like, okay. woke me up, and I was just like, woo, we kissed, and then went to bed. So <laughs> that was my New Year's. <laughs> so, you know, so exciting, right? I think we stayed up. <clears throat> we had a very low-key New Year's, too. Like, I feel like all the previous years to this point, I would always, like, go out with mm-hmm. some friends, do a big celebration, or we would go travel, mm-hmm. see friends, and they would have, like, a big New Year's party. And I feel like this is the first time that, I've stayed in for New Year's, and it was just a very low-key, just, like, mm-hmm. me and Devin. We just sat on the couch, we watched a couple movies, and then, you know, as we got closer to midnight, we turned on the, the yeah, thing. Yeah, the thing. <laughs> and then, New Year's, New Year's kids, and then we just went back to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, I think it's great and all, but I'm not, I don't really care. Yeah, and that's what we were saying, too, like, it's just another day. It's another day. You know? Um, but anyways, so, <clears throat> topic of the day. We're going to take a more serious route, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're going to touch base on our childhoods. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, like, did you see that? Yeah, it's the plug behind me. Just oh, okay. Let it happen. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Well, I think it's going to be really unique, because I feel like yeah. you and I grew up very, very differently. Different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a lot of different ways imaginable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think everyone's going to be pretty disappointed with my childhood story, because I don't have a lot to share. Okay. I grew up... In white suburbia as a mm-hmm. Korean American, but I never really faced a lot of hardship with that. Mm-hmm. My brother did. Oh, my yeah. brother faced a lot of it because he grew up more on the Korean side because they primarily spoke Korean at home. Because mm-hmm. this is they're they're fresh into America, they don't know the language, and so they just sort of stick to what they know. And then as my brother transitioned into like grade school, mm-hmm. he had a really hard time because English was no longer was not yeah. his primary language. So he had to take like ESL mm. growing up, <clears throat> and I think he got more of like the bullying and all of that. Which yeah, I know it's it's sad. But, I mean, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love he's your brother. He doesn't he doesn't act like he was bullied no, as a kid. No, no, no. Yeah, he he definitely grew from it. Um, 
and we're we're fine obviously but I feel like he kind of set the tone kind of set yeah he was kind of like the buffer for me to grow up mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah you're the younger sister so. yeah I'm I'm the baby sister and you know my brother always calls himself the test bunny Aww. I know he always says it kind of ironically as a joke yeah um <clears throat> but yeah I mean I grew up very typical middle class family did were your parents more like strict or did they just kind of let you do whatever you wanted to do they were still very strict but they were stricter on my brother Mm. so they kind of saw what that strict super super strict authoritarian household did and they're like okay well we're not gonna do that with her Mm. so I definitely got like Every, they they eased up with me, and I was able to, you know, extend my curfew later mm-hmm. because they already went through all that with him. So they had a little bit of practice. So they had a belt. little bit of practice. Yeah. And my brother was always on my side, too. Like, if I was ever out late, he'd be like, it's fine. Like, I'll wait for her to come home. And, you know, you know yeah. <clears throat> that way you don't have to stay up uh. and worry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I had a set curfew, but, you know, if I ever went past it, nothing ever happened. Jeez. You know? Yeah. The, what so, was, well – Okay. <laughs> we'll get to me in a second. I still have more questions for you. Um, so I obviously grew up as an only child. Um, you had an older brother. So, and I know it's kind of hard for you because you, you know, you're not the older one, so you don't have that like experience as being the only child, but do you think that it would have been different if you were an only child at all? Yeah. I think it would be because I think I would have kind of gotten the brunt of mm-hmm. everything that my brother went through. At a higher level because I'm a girl. Yeah. You know, I think growing up as a, as a girl, there are it's a lot already more. already hard. <laughs> it's already hard, but there's yeah. more threats mm-hmm. just because you're yeah. a female. So I think my life would be very, very different if mm-hmm. I was an only child because I didn't have that buffer. I didn't have the older brother to be like, it's okay. Like, mom, like, yo, chill. Like, yeah. everything's going to be okay. Like, she's cool. Like. You know, you just have to trust. Like, my brother played a big part of me being able to have the life that I've had. Yeah. Do you <clears> think that, like, that's why you're so, like, soft? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I, a big part of me thinks that way, yeah. Because I, I've i always had mm-hmm. someone in my corner, Protection. you know? Yeah. yeah. For lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> I had taken on that role. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine that it was a very different experience for you growing up if you're an absolutely only child. yeah and and not even just the only child I even like the area that I grew up in was mm. totally different than you grew up in you yeah, know I mean, like I grew up little white suburbia everyone had like a little white picket fence you know like yeah no um I grew up in the country so you know even you know we lived in Virginia for a little while which out in BFE in Virginia um and then my nana passed away so then we moved to uh, North Carolina and I pretty much grew up in North Carolina after that I think I was in like third grade going into third grade whenever um no sorry going into fourth grade whenever we moved to North Carolina and I kind of you know pretty much grew up in North Carolina well there were different like sections so there were different like points of my life that were like vastly different you know, so I, we were in the country here in Virginia. And then when I went to North Carolina, I started going to school in the city. And I'm not talking like New York City type stuff. I'm talking more like 
gang city. <laughs> like not like it wasn't it wasn't like Chicago, you know what I mean? But it also like wasn't the safest place either. Um and that's kind of whenever stuff started happening. <laughs> you know, like I I started getting a taste of the world, you know, and you know, my first like real like traumatizing experience was in eighth grade you know um and I so I I was in that school system from fourth grade to ninth grade um and luckily my my mom's a teacher so I went to the same school system as her and then I got the option to switch school systems because my mom was a teacher um but that that first school system I went through was like a shock to me you know, like middle school wasn't terrible. Um, but then whenever I got to the high school, like we would have bomb threats there. I mean, like even looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what was happening at that school? You know, there were gangs there. There was like, it it was crazy. And I finally told my mom, I told my dad, I was like, I don't want to go here anymore. You know, like, yeah, I have friends here, but like this, this isn't me, you know? And, um, so then I switched back to the countryside and, you know, I go to this tiny little high school that had only been there for three years. It was a brand new high school. And, you know, all of these people there have grown up together. They've known each other since they were in elementary school, you know, so I'm this brand new kid that comes girl. in. Yeah. yeah. I'm the new shiny <laughs> thing, you know, and it was a whole different experience for me. And, um, so, you know, I, my life was never the same growing up. Like there were so many different turning points. Like we moved all the time. You know what I mean? I mean, it's very different for me. Like I grew up. Yeah. We moved out of like my like first home when I was five. Mm -hmm. And then we moved into where my parents live now Mm -hmm. when I started grade school. Yeah. And then we've stayed in that house in that same school system. We never really moved from that. Mm -hmm. So like I knew everyone in that school system Mm -hmm as we progressed into elementary, middle school, high school. So we, I didn't have that dynamic where like your turning points and yeah. like, you know, always moving and having to start over, not start over, but like, yeah, now I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, and mine, like I said, was the complete opposite. You yeah. know what I mean? We moved all the time mm-hmm. and, and I, I, I wouldn't change anything. You know what I mean? It's not like, I mean, you know, obviously like every once in a while I'm like, dang, that you know, it kind of sucks. I don't have a childhood home, but also like I've had so many different experiences that like I wouldn't necessarily change, you know? Um, and in some of those situations, I'm glad that I could change it. You know what I mean? Like the, you know, going to the, the city school system and having the option to be like, I don't like it here. Mm-hmm. I want to go somewhere else and being able to do that. Um, so, and it, although it kind of has affected my like adulthood life though, because when I stay somewhere for so long, it doesn't feel natural to me. Mm. And I'm just kind of like either I, that's why I rearrange rooms, you know, or like, Oh, you know, all of a sudden I don't like it here. Or, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like I subconsciously, need something to change because that's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now, as far as like growing up, like with my parents, I was very sheltered, 
you know, and I don't think that was a bad thing. Like, I think my parents were doing what they thought were best and obviously wanted to protect me from the world. Um, and I thank them for that. But also when I went to college, <laughs> it was like a culture shock. I was it? no longer sheltered. Yeah. I could do what I want when I wanted it. Unhinged. Is what yes. I was buck wild. Let me tell you. Um, but, um, you know, like I, I wasn't allowed to listen to anything but country, you know, growing up. Um, so like. I couldn't listen to the rap music, the rock music, anything with cussing. I didn't know. I knew about cuss words, but I didn't know what they were until I was in middle school. Like, I, I knew F word, S word. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But I didn't know, like, what they were. You know? Like, the context um, behind it and, like, what right, they were exactly. used, how they were used. Mm -hmm. um, so, <laughs> and I also grew up an only child. So, you know, to your brother's point obviously I didn't have the the language barrier part but you know my parents were still trying to figure out how to be parents because I am the first one only one you know so it's like I I could test the waters more with my dad than I could my mom you know what I mean like mom like I did what she said even if I didn't like it we would argue all the time whatever but my dad he would say stuff, but then I could still do it. <laughs> I remember one time I went to the movies um, with a guy, and he was like, you need to be back at a certain time, and I wasn't. Um, but I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> <So> <laughs> um, he was very visibly angry, but didn't do anything about it. Um, I think that, like, I don't really have any childhood traumas. You know what I mean? Like... I feel like I grew up in a safe environment, you know, with parents that very much loved me. Like, I didn't really see the evil of the world until later in life. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw glimpses of it, but I also, like, to your point, I was protected from it. You know what I mean? Like, I had things that happened, but then, you know, I had people to step in front of me to get me away from it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, which really changed when I left home yeah and I mean I think that's a very common sentiment for a lot of people who grew up in the country mm -hmm. like <clears throat> you leave this small little town where you know everybody and everyone knows each other and then you go to school mm -hmm. in a bigger city or a bigger town where maybe you're going from a very you know conservative lifestyle to a very liberal lifestyle mm -hmm. you know and then it's like a culture shock you're mm -hmm. just like oh my gosh like what where where who am what? I? Like, yeah. what, you know, it's like an identity yeah. crisis too, mm -hmm. because you're now you're exposed to all these different ideas and thoughts and beliefs and values. And I think that's why, like, one or two things happen: either you go back, mm -hmm. or never come back. Yeah, and that's a big thing with small towns like that, because you, mm -hmm. like you said, you either stick to what you know and you stick to what's comfortable, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone is different, and everyone has their own version of what mm -hmm. they want their life to be or they have this eye-opening experience and they enjoy it I and they want more of it right I think I, I wouldn't change the way I grew up at all yeah but when it comes to raising my children I don't I don't want to go back to that 
you know, I don't want to gr- I don't want them to grow up in like New York City, Las Vegas, stuff like that, like huge huge city, but like also I I want to be a little closer to civilization <laughs> than I was, you know. Yeah. Um but I also really enjoyed the way I grew up too. You know, so it, it's kind of relative, I guess, to whoever it is, but um overall I really think that liked my childhood I wouldn't go back but <laughs> I wouldn't go back either yeah because then we have to do this shit all over again um but mm, I know that you're not like big on if you want children or not mm-hmm. but you know kind of comparing how you grew up would there be like any differences for like your children I don't think so. Like, I, I grew up in a very safe environment, a very safe town. Mm-hmm. It was a very sleepy retirement town, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, everything was lively during the day, and then everything kind of shut down at night, and I lived in a, in a big neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So we had neighborhood friends. We yeah. would always go out, and we would, you know, go to someone, someone's house for the day, or we would go spend the night at this person's house. But it was all in a community, mm-hmm. in, the, in a neighborhood, you know? <clears throat> and I did live in a very, like, cookie cutter home yeah neighborhood but we all knew each other we all went to school together so it wasn't like a matter of is it safe to go here is it safe to go there um so i i mean if i have kids i'd probably want the same for them mm-hmm. um i think it was a good experience growing up i mm-hmm. think i had a lot of childhood friends um and it was it was a good experience i think um, where, what it is now is probably what I would aim for if yeah. I were to have kids, if I wanted to be a parent. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still pretty undecided about kids, just kind of given this economical, political climate and all, because yeah. <laughs> I'm done with it. <laughs> but I know you really want to have kids. Yeah. Um, it's my life goal. <laughs> um, as far as like differences in raising my kids versus the way I was raised for one, I want more than one. If I only have one, it's fine. Like I'm not going to, you know, not be happy. It's a very unique concept because you grew up as an only child and I didn't. So cause, yeah. like, when I think about having kids, I'm just like, Ooh, like one and done. Like that's what I want. But I feel like in your experience as being an only child, I think it's good insight. Like I, I enjoyed being an only child. Um, but I think, part of my decision making and wanting more than one has to be the like we moved so much that my like safe space was my parents it's all I had you know what I mean like every time we moved schools or moved homes like my like point of life was my parents you know what I mean my friends always changed the house always changed Mm, um and there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely. Um, but I I want more, you know what I mean? Um, and then I also think about when my parents get older. Like, it's just me, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's me taking care of them, and it makes it harder because they're separated. They're divorced, you know? So it's like, you know, if my mom's going through something and my dad's going through something, like... You have to juggle both of it. Right. I'm split two ways. And... My mom lives right down the street, but my dad lives, you know, like seven hours away. 
you know, so I, I feel like very like torn and very like alone for lack of a better word. Um, it's kind of like, like, I don't want to have to choose. I shouldn't have to choose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it kind of is like, and you know, when my parents do die, hopefully, you know, that's a thousand years from now. Um, then it's just, it's just me. You know what I mean? Like I obviously I'll have, you know, Ben hopefully, um, have a spouse, kids, whatever. But like, I don't know. I, I want that sibling bond. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I want to be able to give that to my children, child, children, whatever, yeah. you know? Um, because, like, I, I grew up with a lot of cousins, you know, and, and I, I love my cousins to death. I know that they'll be there for me, like, no matter what. Um, but there's just something about, like, a sibling yeah. that I never got, you know? Yeah, I can understand that. I yeah. Mean, it, it's it's pretty good. It's, yeah. It's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because nice. um, my brother and I were five years apart. Mm-hmm. So growing up, up into, like, our preteen teenager years Mm -hmm. we were always in a different stage of life yeah you know when I was one he was six so like we never were never at the same school together Mm -hmm. like what by the time he was um finishing middle school I was entering middle school yeah when he was leaving high school I was entering high school so we were never in the same school yeah ever um but you know he had his own friends he had his own thing going on just because five years is a lot of developmental time mm-hmm. um but it was probably when i was reaching my late teens into my early 20s when we really started to like yeah bond. when we actually enjoyed hanging out with each other because i feel like once you reach your 20s like you're you're kind of catching up to each other like mm-hmm. you're starting to get into the same place um so i mean that was really cool um because we it was always like we always had brother sister bickering right you know my brother got in trouble for something i did (laughs) 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 and he always got the brunt of it yeah he always felt some kind of way about me yeah growing up about you know growing up with that but you know as we entered our later teens into our earlier 20s we really started fun we like we enjoyed hanging out with with each other when we talked we we talked about relevant topics Mm -hmm. um so it's really cool and you know yeah now we think about our parents and, like, you know, we're able to kind of tag team it. Right. Which is really nice. So that I don't have to burn in that whole load by myself. Right. Which I'm sure, you know, you have other extended family members that are going to be able to jump in and help. And, but it's not the same, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. It's kind of different with my situation because, like, I do have cousins that live here. Um, but, like, my mom, I like, we have other people. Yeah. But it's just us. At the same time, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. my grandma is very involved with me and my mom because, you know, mom and grandma live together. Um, but grandma's not going to live forever. And then mom is going to, you know, lean on me from then on, you know, and vice versa. Um, you know, her plan has always been to live with me, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm her retirement plan is what she says. That's really um, interesting because my parents don't want to live with me. But not for, like, any personal reasons, but she's yeah. just, like, because my grandparents lived with us, mm. and she did not have a fun time with that. Yeah. And so she says, I would never want that for my kids. 
Well, see, I feel like with my mom, it would be different because we want like separate spaces still, you yeah. know, like a, a mother-in-law suite. Yeah. I kind of thing. That. Yeah. Yes. Um, where like she still has her own area, you I'm know what I mean? I'm not even against it either. Like if my mom wanted to live with me, I'd be like, cool, like whatever. Yeah, sure. But, yeah. But she doesn't want to. <laughs> well, see me and my mom have lived together like after childhood, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like whenever I got out of the Navy, me and her lived together for two or three years, you know, and it was more like a roommate situation, you know, it like there were ob- obviously like expectations of each other. You know, but at the same time, she wasn't like, oh, you have to be back at this certain time. Mm. She more or less like, have fun. Don't bring home strays. You know what I mean? (laughs) That was our like thing. Don't bring home any strays. Um, And so like, I'm okay living with my mom, you know, um, as long as we have our separate spaces, you know. Um, And then like with my dad, you know, there's a lot of stuff with that, but, um, his wife has three kids, um, that are all younger than me, you know, and they still haven't, like, I don't think they've gotten to the point where they're thinking the way that I do as far as their parents are going to get old. It's going to happen. And, you know, cause her first, kid she is like a year younger than me but she is like she's like a gypsy you know she kind of just does whatever goes wherever she wants you know um and just kind of lives her life you know um and then Miranda the um the middle child for her um she just got out of college you know she's over in Thailand she's just kind of having fun trying to figure out her own life. And then Preston, he's like 19, just got out of high school, you know? So I don't feel like any of them have like thought about like, well, what about them? You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're also young and kind of the here and the now and yeah. wanting to explore the world and, and all of that. And it, it's very difficult to juggle that, especially when, you're someone like you or me, mm-hmm. you know, we're always kind of thinking ahead. We're always thinking about our retirement plan. We're always thinking about what's going to happen if this mm-hmm. happens. We're thinking about our parents. We're thinking about our partners. You know, we're always thinking about someone else and something else. Well, and your your parents are older, right? Yeah, I'm the baby of the of the family, really, here. No, I mean, like, your parents, like, are... My dad, yep, my dad just turned 60... Oh, 66. <laughs> well, see, my parents are 10 years apart. So my mom is 62, I think. And my dad is 52, almost 53. So they are in completely different stages too. Like, you know, I'm thinking more like with my mom, retirement plan type of stuff because she is getting older and she is having more health problems. Um, She's always kind of had health problems, but like, she isn't handling them as well now. Um, but I also see her every day, almost. Yeah, you see her frequently. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas my dad, he's 10 years younger, you know, um, he is also seven hours away. I only see him two or three times a year. So I don't know really the type of medical problems he's having. I don't really see him aging. Yeah. So um, I think that's also something else that's a little different is like, you know, especially 
thinking about her kids also, it's like, oh, my mom's still young, you know, Um, because they're about the same age. They went to high school together, my um, dad and his wife. Um, So, like, that's another thing about the kids is they don't, they don't have to think about it because they don't think it's close. Not that I think it's close necessarily, but it's more real to me than them. Yeah. You know? Well, also in healthcare, I mean, you see... Yeah, that doesn't help. A lot of the aging ailments and kind of what the older adult goes through and the common illnesses Mm -hmm. and the diseases and, you know... I have, um, every once in a while, like, when, like, an older person comes in, I, like... Unfortunately, I imagine my grandma. I imagine my yeah, mom, my like, dad. Wow, she's my mom's age. Like, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now I also realize that, like, you know, and then sometimes we have like ninety-year-olds come in, and I'm like, "There's no way you're lying. You have to be lying." Yeah, and some people look great at ninety and are moving great yeah. at ninety, and you're like, "Gosh, I wish I, I hope I'm like that when I'm older." Right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So like it's. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Older adults, your cousin's not really thinking. Oh, we were that. talking about being an only child. <laughs> I know. Kind of tangent off of that. <laughs> um, now, I, I, I love being who I am and how I grew up. Um, but as far as having my own children, I definitely want multiple, hopefully. Um, and my goal is for them to eventually have that bond with each other. You know, like growing up, I get it, sibling bickering, they're going to hate each other, whatever. But when they do get older, hopefully they will have each other. You know, whenever I die, dad dies, whatever, they're going to have each other to be able to lean on, you know. Um, that's kind of like my biggest, like fear in life I guess you could say is like I'm gonna be by myself when my mom dies I'm yeah Yeah. but it's gonna be I mean when my dad (laughs) dies too it's gonna be really rough like either of them yeah um but like my mom you know like I I call her every day I know you know yeah um and I feel the same way like I mean I call my mom every day I like mm -hmm. to see her at least once or twice a week Mm -hmm. you know so it's definitely like a, a change but yeah you know I, I get where you're coming from, where you're just, like, if anything were to happen, like, it's just you. Who do I call? When I'm at the grocery store and I can't find chicken broth, who do I call? Who the hell? <laughs> There's actually been, so my aunt, um, there was a few times that I would call her at the grocery store and, like, or I'd, like, FaceTime her and she's like, what's going on? Like, because I don't really call her that often. And she was like, I was like, where do you find Boyan cubes? <laughs> She's like, she just laughs. And she's like, go to this aisle or it goes, it's with this or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, thanks. I love you. She's like, I love you too. <laughs> I tell her all the time. I said, you know, when mom dies, like, I'm going to be calling you, right? <laughs> she's like, I know. I know. I know. Um, but, um, yeah, I think as far as like changing how I grew up, Versus, you know, my kids growing up or whatever. I, I want to be a little closer to, like, not necessarily suburbia type, but 
more of a neighborhood type of thing because, I mean, ours were, like, acres away, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Living in, like, a a suburban neighborhood, mm-hmm. it, it was it was good. Like, mm-hmm. the parents all knew each other. Like, everyone would have, like, a little gathering at this person's place. And, you know, we would all hang out and play, like, hide-and-seek at night Whatever, over here. Yeah. Like, but it was all within the neighborhood. So, like, if anything were to happen, like, you weren't far. Yeah. You know? And everyone kind of knew where everyone was. Yeah. So, do you think that, like, if you had a sibling, the trajectory of your life would have been different? I think it depends on if they were older or younger. Mm, okay. Um, I've always wanted an older brother. <laughs> um, that was always my thing is, like, you know, growing up, people would always ask, oh, do you want a sibling? Do you want a sibling? And I'd always be like, I want an older brother. And my mom's like, well. A little too late for that. Doesn't really work doesn't that way. Doesn't work that way. Um, <laughs> you know, because, you know, like, the way you grew up, you, you've had that, like, protector throughout your life, you know? And mm. um, my dad was always my protector, you know? Um, so, like, it's not like I didn't have that. But he's he's my dad. He's not my brother, you know. So yeah, it's, it's a obviously dynamic. a way different dynamic. Yeah. Um, younger siblings, I feel like I've kind of had a taste of both. So only child up until I was twenty one. My dad remarries. Oh, okay. Yep. And she has three kids, and they're all younger than me. So I've I'm now twenty nine. So it's been seven, eight years, something like that, that they have been in my life. Um, I enjoy having younger siblings, but I'm also older. I don't know if I would enjoy it when I was younger. You know what I mean? Um, I do feel like at least two of them, um, they feel like they truly believe that I'm their older sister, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, they come to me, especially Miranda, you know, um, She'll call me frequently, you know, text me, whatever. Um, Preston's a boy, so yeah, whatever. Um, but he still sees me as his sister. He always tells me I'm his favorite sister. <laughs> Aww. But, um, and I really enjoy that. I enjoy that I am somewhat of a role model, for lack of a better word. Um, but growing up, I, I think it would have been a lot different, you know. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to imagine yeah, I mean, there's no way anything to know. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if I had an older sibling, it would have been way different. If I had like kind of the dynamic that you had with an older brother and protecting me from the world, I think it he would have really been... protected me from the world. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> like he definitely let me make my mistakes, oh, no. but he was there to be like, yeah, that was kind of that dumb. was. <laughs> You shouldn't have done that. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fair. But but I think we need that. Like, we need to be able to make the mistakes and have yeah. someone come in in hindsight and be like, okay, well, what have we learned? Like, yeah. <laughs> I say that all the time whenever people come into the hospital and, like, do some dumb shit. I'm like, okay, so what did we learn from this situation? <laughs> um, that's my favorite saying. Um. I definitely think it would have been different, but I just, I'm not sure how it would be different. How different it would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to predict, obviously. It is. It is. um, I mean, I'm glad I grew up the way I did, but also I kind of wish I could just be like, oh, well, I have a 
sibling now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I was, kind I of was born happened. because my brother wanted a sibling. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. He always Was he happy to, about that? Or? Yeah, there's pictures of like him holding me as a baby and just like looking at me so lovingly. Aww. And then we went through the, ew, little sister. We <laughs> <laughs> have cuties. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. I I, um, I really like your brother. I, and I, I really love how like he does protect you. You know, hmm. even, you know, that situation during the summer you know yeah where i mean he, he was there he jumped in he's like dropped let's... everything and came running exactly you know? so it was really nice to kind mm-hmm. of have that yeah absolutely and i know that like your family dynamic is way different than mine um but i also in my opinion feel like your family is still there when you need them you know mm-hmm. um mine never leaves but <laughs> It's not like they're kind of in the background waiting. No, they're they're there. Yeah. Um, I think you have like an excellent like support system too. Like your oh, mom, absolutely. Like, they're always there. Your grandma, mm-hmm. they're always there. Like you have family here to like kind of be there for you when things yeah. kind of go a little haywire. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely, and I think you look to them too. Oh, absolutely. And you like, seek that out, dude. Sometimes I'm like, mom, like, okay, listen, today. At Costco. I know we talked about Costco last time, but when I was at Costco, it was raining, like, monsoon, okay? Yeah. So, we do our little shopping or whatever, and then we had to go pack the car. I parked far away, so we're not going to run in the parking lot with a buggy full of stuff, you know, whatever. I was like, I'll go get the car. I'll hopefully get it closer, whatever. So, I'm by myself trying to find my car. I'm in the parking lot, <laughs> pouring down rain. I have glasses on. I can't see because there's just water droplets all over my glasses. And I eventually just kind of stand there, and I'm like, I'm lost. And I say it out loud, and I didn't realize there was someone next to me. And he was like, are you lost? I said, I can't find my car. <laughs> He's like, well, what do you drive? <laughs> it's like a big blue car. It's a Toyota. It's a blue. <laughs> And he's he's taller than me, so I'm too short to see over the cars, you know. So he's just like, oh, well, that one's blue over there. And, like, finally I find my car. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, um, and my mom is that a lot of times. Obviously, she that wasn't her in that situation. But, like, boiling eggs. I cannot for the life of me remember how long you're supposed to boil eggs. I call my mom every single time I boil eggs. How am I supposed to remember how to boil eggs? If I don't have my mom to call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just. She is like, and and I know my dad's there. Like there's, there's been some, some moments where like, I remember I was trying to take apart our bed frame one time whenever we were moving here. Yeah. I could not get this screw off. I tried everything to get this screw out of this fucking bed. I was finally like. And I'm already a pretty angry person. Um, so I was ready to punch holes in walls. And I finally, <laughs> at this point, I'm in tears. So I finally FaceTime my dad. He's like, what's wrong? I said, I can't get this screw out of the bed. <laughs> He's like, okay, calm down. Like, what did you try? I was like, everything. <laughs> and he's like, well, try this, try that. Well, I was at the wrong angle. It was on the wrong side. Um. I was ready to break the bed and 
finally, like, I finally figured out how to get the screw out, and, and I kind of had to sit there for a second, and he was just kind of sitting there, just letting me process what just happened, and I was like, thanks, Daddy. <laughs> he was like, welcome, you okay now? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, so there's certain things that I call my mom for, and there's certain things that I call my dad for, but um, I definitely, like, I have the option to be able to call them, you know? Um, or like my dad, sometimes when I just need to just word vomit, he's really good listener, you know, um, I'll just sit there and I'll cry. I'll talk, I'll talk shit. And, and then like, by the time I'm done talking, I'm just like, I feel better. (laughs) And he's just like, glad I could help. Like he hadn't said a word the entire time. Um, I think that's another reason why I'm with Ben because he's very good at just not saying anything. Yeah. Um, See, I don't have that dynamic with my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, they kept me safe. You know, they mm-hmm. did everything that a parent's supposed to do. But I can't say that they were really there for me emotionally. Do you think that has anything to do with culture? I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of it does. Um, m- my parents are very much like a tough love. Like, you get yeah. to cry here for a minute, but we're going to move on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it was because it made them uncomfortable, because they didn't really know how to process. Mm-hmm. Is that no? Okay. <laughs> Is it weed? Yeah, all day. <clears throat> so I don't know if it was because it made them uncomfortable and they didn't really know how to yeah handle that. So I no longer really reach out to them for mm. a lot of emotional support. I reach out to my close friends. Yeah, for that. Me. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. yeah, my partners and my friends, you know. Yeah. I sometimes even my brother mm-hmm. more for that emotional support because I never really got that from my parents. Because it was very much like a tough love, like we're moving on from this, like Yeah. We don't need to cry about this kind of environment. I think like especially when it comes to my dad, he preached tough love, but also like I'm going to do it for you anyways. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and and I think that, like, I was one of the only females in my family, even, like, when it comes to my cousins. A lot of my cousins are males. So, like, I, I'm not going to say I was a princess, but, like, I was the princess. You know what I mean? Like, I was the tomboy princess, but a princess nonetheless. <laughs> um, you know, and, like... Like, okay, so the other day, I, I, you know, got a new car, whatever, a couple of months ago, and I couldn't put my license plate on the front of my car. It just wasn't working. I could not figure it out. Well, for our, like, family Christmas or whatever, I went over to my aunt and uncle's. We had our Christmas thing, and I kept telling my uncle, I'm like, I, I can't get this license plate on there. He's like, all you got to do is screw it in there. And, like, he's giving me all this shit, shit talking to me or whatever. Um, I'm shit and talking back, obviously. And we get down to the garage and he was like, you just take this. I'm going to go out there with you. You're going to do this. I'm going to record you doing it and all sort of shit. Oh and gosh. this is in front of other people. As soon as we get outside, he takes the drill from me. He's like, give me that damn thing. <laughs> and he does it for me. You know, so it's like I had a lot of that tough love but also knew I was going to get what I wanted. I, I agree with that sentiment. Like mm-hmm. I grew up with that tough love. We're going to kind of move on. I think it made my dad really uncomfortable mm-hmm. going through like – emotional female thing yeah he was just sort of like i'm gonna just i'm yeah i'm gonna go to the garage but (laughs) i always got the princess treatment too Mm -hmm. like 
You still do. I still do. I still do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Her dad details her car every time she goes over yeah, there. Yeah, like my dad. Like, if I go over, like, if I go home just for whatever, he's like, where's your car keys? And I'll give him my car keys. And he's like, oh, I already vacuumed your car. I made sure your my oil dad looks good. <laughs> I waxed your car. <laughs> and I'm going to say... Up until this point, at 28 years old, I've never put the little tags on my license plate. <laughs> like the, the month and yeah. the... I've oh never done goodness. it. Oh, my goodness. Well, see, <laughs> for me, I moved away from my parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I was very, like, I don't need no man kind of bullshit growing up. So, like, once I left my parents and I didn't have a man to do those things for me I really had, had to, to learn and my dad also kind of like raised me as a boy like obviously I'm a girl and I didn't ever feel like I was supposed to be a boy but like he taught me those typical boy things you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. like I mowed the yard you know I I learned how to work on cars you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> I grew up very differently from yes that. like yeah. I still have never mowed a lawn before blows my mind well, it was just, like, that was yeah. dad's thing. Like, that was mm-hmm. what he did. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to have her do it. Like, yeah, he took out the trash every night. Like, mm-hmm. he does the car stuff. And to well, some extent, I have my brother just still do mm-hmm. a lot of that for me. Like, you know, he'll drive my car. And he's like, oh, this sounds funny. Like, we're going to get this fixed. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, and I feel like the, the, like, because I grew up that way, things, like, are starting to change now in what I want to do. Like, I've been through the stage where I can't do this. I don't need somebody else to do this. You know, I don't need a man kind of thing. And at this point, I'm like, I know I can do it. But you want. But I don't want to. Yes. You know, me and Ben had that conversation. It's been maybe about a year, two years now that we started having this conversation because all of a sudden I didn't want to take out the trash. I didn't want to, you know, do certain things that are typically the man's job. And all of a sudden, Ben's like, what's happening? Like, now all of a sudden you don't want to do these things? So we had to sit down and and I told him, like, I've always been, you know, we've kind of talked about this before, but I've always been the more masculine female doing the masculine jobs, you know. And I was like, I'm in a point in my life where... I feel safe. Um, You radiate masculinity so that I feel like I am safe enough to be in my feminine error. And era? I know. Error. (laughs) Um, And, like, I want to be a princess now, you know? And it's taken some time for us to transition into that, but – since we moved here, I haven't taken the trash out. He drives everywhere. You know what I mean? Um, at first, he would argue about that all the time. But now he just gets in the driver's seat. <laughs> um, you know, so there's just, like, I don't walk the dogs the dogs at night. I'll walk them in the morning when it's dark, but everybody's sleeping. At night, it, now, granted, I have scary dog privilege because I have two very big dogs. However, it still really scares me to walk them at night. Um, you know, so like 
I feel like I'm finally getting that experience that like, yes, I can do it, but I'm not going to because I don't want to, you know, like changing the oil. I know how to change an oil, but I'm not going to. I don't want to, you know. Um, so I finally feel like I'm like experiencing that for the first time in my life. <laughs> how are you adjusting to that? Oh, it's great. <laughs> I don't know why it took me this long. <laughs> well, I know that you're kind of like, you like to have control yeah. over a situation. Well, I feel like I'm safe enough to be able to do that. To kind of let go a little bit. Yeah. Kind of- you know, um, you know, before I have been in this relationship, like, I could, I didn't feel like I could rely on anybody. You know, I mean, growing up, I relied on my parents, but at some point, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Especially when my parents split, like my mom has to figure her shit out. You know, my dad is over here with, you know, his new wife and her kids seven hours away. So like I got to figure my shit out, you know, and I was very protective over myself, you know, and I would try to trust the men in my life that I was with. And that really backfired multiple times, you know, so, um, now that I'm with Ben, it's been almost five years now at this point, I I feel comfortable because I trust him to be able to do things. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning of the relationship, I, not on purpose, didn't trust him to do things. Because in my past experience, I couldn't trust anybody else to yeah. do those things. Um, so when I allowed myself to start trusting him, he was proving himself to me. So at this point, like... I know he's going to take the trash out. You know, I know that, like, I can trust him that if I don't feel safe enough to drive myself, he will. You know, um, if, you know, back when I had kidney stones um, this fall, like, I at first didn't want to call him. But when I finally was like, I'm going to die, I'm going to call him, um, (laughs) he left work. You know, and and came straight to me. You know, so it's like I I feel safe enough to be able to rely on somebody again. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think I can testify to that too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I feel like I've always grown up. I've, I've, I've been kind of a control freak myself. And the things that I knew that I was competent in, mm-hmm. and most of it was just like household chores or whatever. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I would be the one to take out the trash. I'd be the one to do the dishes, kind of take over a lot of these roles. But kind of transitioning in, into a newer relationship, I'm finding that he's more taken the initiative to mm-hmm. do these things. So I'm like, oh, hmm. okay. You sure I can? Yeah. You? I'm like, okay. You, you got this? Because I can. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? So, so you know, I'm yeah. kind of being forced to just sit down, sit back, and just kind <laughs> yeah. of let things be done for me, you know, which is hard in yeah. the beginning because you're just like, what? What do I do? Like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. So, gosh, look at us. I know. Just changing. (laughs) Um. So now we're, you know, we're we're evolving. We're kind of growing into a comfortable stage in our lives. I think that's kind of the pattern, though, for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, once they start hitting close to their thirties, um. People start trying, like, really figuring themselves out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why we have this 
idea in our head that we had to have this figured out. Because that's what of, they preach to us. At the end of high school. I'm like, I don't know what I'm they, doing. They preach that to us growing up. You have to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life and go to college. I'm like, was that just the standard then? I, I think You know so. what I mean? I mean, think about, like, but so my what? grandma, like, she got married and had children, like, right out of high school. She's, until my grandfather died, he, she never lived by herself. She went straight from mom and dad's house to husband's house. Yeah. You know? So, like, I feel like generations before us, it it was the thing to do. You had to figure out what you were supposed to do with but your life. But it was life. easier to figure that out, too. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. Um, I really feel like our generation, especially, was kind of like a turning point because all of a sudden, all of this technology, you know, um, women are allowed to do way more things than previously, you know. Um, so, I mean, it was it was a shock to everybody. I don't think that what they were telling us was wrong necessarily in their time. Yeah. You know. Um, but they also just don't really get yeah, this. I agree. Either. Yeah. They're definitely still stuck in their ways in some. Yeah, when you're able to purchase mm-hmm. a house on a minimum wage job yeah now six figures is the new like minimum minimum (laughs) like yeah um things have definitely changed a lot um but it's hard now yeah life sucks (laughs) like yeah maybe mom and dad had it figured out by the time they were you know whatever yeah because my mom had married and kids by the time she was 20 23 24 i can't even imagine. Twenty three, twenty four. I was just getting settled into finishing I, up college, and I was in the navy. What? God, I can't imagine navy me having children. Yeah. Holy, being married. But, Who the fuck would I have married? But Ugh. then it was just that was the normal, yeah, trajectory of life. <clears throat> Yeah. And now we're getting closer to 30 and like we're just now kind of getting to a point where we're like, okay, oh, well, yeah. I this, can see this it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're still alive. We've made it this far, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that's kind of similar to most people our age. Yeah. Yeah. For I sure. think we've a lot of us have had kind of similar experiences where like our 20s are just kind of a blur. <laughs> you know, um but I think this was a much deeper topic. Than yeah, I feel like, you know, we kind of branched from childhoods to where we are now. Yeah. Which is okay. It's okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we got, it's like... It's kind of like a review of our lives. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, we've already talked about high school. Yeah. We have. What was the other one that we, like, talked about? Um, We did, like, two different ones that... We did. High school and... um. Oh, no, we'll college? Are we talking about college? We did talk about college. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I think this was good, though. This wasn't, like, crying type of yeah. deep, you know? Um, and I think it's also very relatable to, especially people our age, you know? Um, people who are trying to still figure it out. Because I feel like, yeah. honestly, I, I sometimes I feel like we're in the minority, where we're, like, getting close to 30 and we don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're trying to get to where I'm, we want to be because I on, know a lot of people yeah. who did kind of what our folks did 
they married mm-hmm. relatively young, had kids, and I feel gone like about their lives. But most of my friends have children, exactly, and or married. Yep. And then there's us. And then there's <laughs> us. We're just yeah. we're getting hitting close to thirty. No kids. We're. I think that was very hard for me. Um, to it's like, hard to like not compare yourself mm-hmm. to other people around yeah. you because you know for a while there are like. You go on social media and people are posting pictures of their families and people are getting houses or getting pregnant mm-hmm. and you're just like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Or, was like my biggest thing. Well, my question was, am I doing something wrong? Like yeah. where am I supposed to be where they are? But I know that's not fair to myself or anyone Yeah. to compare. Like that doesn't do anyone any good. But I mean, I'm happy with where I am. I'm, I'm okay with child-free life and... You know, mm-hmm. having a lot of that freedom, I guess. Yeah. Do you still feel like you're comparing yourself to? Oh, right. Um, other people around our age. I think I get a glimpse of it sometimes, especially when it comes to children. Mm. Um, you know, like one of my like middle school friends, um, just announced that she was pregnant. Um, she did tell me before she announced it. Um, but like. And I am extremely happy for her. Like, I'm not where I'm like, oh, well, I wish I was there. Screw her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it still is kind of in the back of my mind. It's just like, there goes another one, you know. Yeah. And then another one of my best friends just had a child, you know. And then, so it's like, I think that aspect of it is a lot harder for me um, than, like, marriage, jobs, stuff like that. Um, but I also feel like I'm really good about, like, reeling myself back in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I kind of have my little moment where it's like, damn, I wish that was me. But also, like, you know what? I'm happy for them. I am in a different stage of my life. You know what I mean? Like, I obviously wish that to happen for me at some point in my life. Um, but I'm not. I'm not pregnant. I'm not having a child. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still very happy with my life. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's taking taken a long time for me to feel that way and to be able to reel myself back in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, there would be, like, you know, previously I would see someone having a kid or whatever, and I would just kind of look at Ben just like, when are we going to do that? <laughs> you know? Like – or, you know, we've been together almost five years and we're not engaged, you know, and, and that, that really bothered me for a really long time. Um, you know, I was always that girl I was like, well, I'm not going to wait that long, you know. Um, now, granted, if he were to put a ring on it now, I would say yes. But, like, there's really no rush, I guess. Um, now, at some point, it's got to be like, all right, well, are we doing this or not? But... I'm I'm glad that we have been able to grow in these almost five years to the point that we're at. Where if he were to propose and I were to say yes, I feel like we could go into marriage very comfortably. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was like, these five years, it's all learning. Absolutely. You're learning each other. Still are. <laughs> yeah. And it's always going to yeah. be like that, but... Now, if you were to go into engagement and marriage, like, you know that you can confidently go in there being like, 
I know this person. Yeah, you know this person. And it's not going to be some surprise Mm -hmm. when you go in five years into marriage and something big happens. Right. And and I think us being – And living together. Right. Yes. You know how to coexist together. That was a big one for me. Like, I have to live with somebody before we get married. I completely agree. And I know that that wasn't how it was then. Yeah. But I'm like, it makes so much sense to to learn how to coexist with someone. It's one thing to love each other in separate Mm -hmm. spaces. It's a whole other ball game living together. To live together and kind of – So different. Spend 24 hours under one roof together. Like, I'm still not tired of this Because when you live separately, you can kind of – Go to your own little safe space and yeah. kind of escape from whatever Each stressors other. you have. <laughs> if you have to. I mean, I'm not saying that, yeah. you know. Feeling that way is a bad mm-hmm. thing, like, but also knowing how to coexist and knowing how to have your own safe space within right. one roof. And I think, too, like, since we are getting into our 30s, he's, he's already there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have figured ourselves out. Yeah, you know, got to do it together, and I think that's something right. really special that you get to hold on to mm-hmm. as you progress into your relationships. Right. Um, so we've definitely because I just <laughs> left a five-year relationship pretty yeah. much, and that I mean, five years doesn't really mean much when you kind of know going in that things weren't going to work out. Yeah. Anyways. But I feel like if you can go five years and confidently say, this is the person I want to be with, we've gone through all these hardships and mm-hmm. we've gone through them and we've resolved these issues. See, there was there was a turning point, in, at least for me, in this relationship um, with, like, I was so heavily focused on getting married, having <clears throat> kids, you know, doing all these things. And I remember me and Ben – sat down I wanted to have this conversation with him that basically without the nitty-gritty was like if we don't start making a plan towards these things in x amount of time what are we doing Mm -hmm. and it was a very hard conversation um there was lots of crying on both ends um you know and I I felt like I had to stick to my guns um and after we had that conversation I feel like a lot of things changed, not like drastically, you know, it's not like, oh, well, let's go have a kid, you know. Um, I feel like we kind of like bonded in a way that we hadn't bonded in yet. And whenever we got to that time period that I had previously said, I couldn't leave. I didn't want to leave. Um, And we had a conversation a couple months ago. where we were just kind of laying in bed and we kind of had one of those like really emotional conversations. And I told him, I was like, you know, cause he, he, he made a comment. He was like, why me? Um, and I was like, why not? You know, like I don't want anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're the greatest man on this planet. And I finally came to that realization. It was like, Yes, I want kids. Yes, I want to be married. I want to do all of these things. But at the end of the day, I want to do it with you. Yeah. You know, and why would I leave you to go be with whoever just to get a baby or just to get married, just to <clears throat> say I did it? Um, and I told him, I was like, you know, like, yes, I want those things. But also, 
I want you. I, I want you. Mm-hmm. You're you're what I want. Even if you know, whenever I have kids, kids are gonna move out. They're gonna move on. So like at the end of the day, I'm still gonna have to like the person I have the kids with, exactly. you know. Um and I was like, you know, like, yes, I want to get married to you, but at the end of the day, like, it's kind of just a piece of paper. You know? Um, I mean, there are a lot of perks to getting married. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I still want a ring, so fuck the paper, but, you know. Um, (laughs) Where did I ring it, huh? (laughs) um, And I think, like, that was, like, the really, like, turning point of our relationship. And I think that, me personally, I think that's kind of what Ben needed to be like, oh, shit, this is the person, you know? Um, So I do feel like we are moving along Mm -hmm. in that direction. Um, Hopefully. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I feel feel really, like – and whenever I tell people that, you know, we've been together this long and they're like, oh, well, no ring, and I'm like, no, but, like, you also don't know our relationship. You don't know. Like, I – this is the best relationship I've ever been in. You know what I mean? Like, this man treats me very well. Yeah. And I feel like at a certain point, like, when you're confident with someone, like, the timeline doesn't really matter. No. Because these these are five years that you have grown together, learned together, cried together, yeah. shared a lot of cherishable moments together. That, you know, I... And I feel like a lot of people yeah. rush. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They rush. I was one of those people. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like, and you know, when you're in your mid-20s, like, you feel that pressure. Yeah. And you feel that pressure with your partner. And you're like, okay, well, which direction are we going? Mm-hmm. Because as a woman, we're on, on more of a clock. Yeah. You know? And you might feel the pressure more than I do because I don't really yeah. care one way or the other about kids. So it's just sort of like, whatever. But I know for a lot of women, it's just sort of like, okay, well, we need to make this decision. Are we doing this? Are we not? Right. What are your goals? What are my goals? Having to have that difficult conversation and sit down and being like this is what I want out of life what do you want out of life I feel like it's very almost like animalistic you know like in the wilds you're like I have to find the perfect mate that will protect me or you know will have the best like genes you know for children and stuff like that like I think we forget that we are at the end of the day still animals Mm -hmm. and we are going about life trying to find that perfect mate Mm -hmm. you know what I mean whether it be you know you take care of me financially or like, are you going to be a good dad? Are you going to be a good mom? You know, we're constantly thinking about these things like going forward. Like what are you able to provide for me Mm -hmm. and what can I provide for you? Right. Um, and I feel like as we're kind of advancing in this generation where it doesn't have to be the man has to fulfill all the male roles or the female has to fulfill all it, like it all blends now. Mm -hmm. I think it's just about a partnership. It's about, you know, if I'm not 100% here, if I'm 50% here, where can you pick up the other 50%? Or if I'm mm-hmm. 75% here, I'm going to pick up your 15, you know? And I think that's another thing that we had to very, like, like work through. Because him growing up, his mom never worked, mm-hmm. you know? So she was always home. She was taking care of the kids. She was cleaning the house, you know? Dad was off at the Navy. He was, you know, doing the manly things, making the money and all this other stuff. So... His, like, idea or his way of growing up was way different from mine, Mm -hmm. you know. And then whenever we started dating, and especially when we lived together, he – I'm not going to say he expected, but he didn't know any different for, like, the woman cleaning, doing all these things. And finally, we had to sit down. I'm like, look. I can't do all this. (laughs) I 
I work a full time job. Yeah, it's different. Like it's different now. Like right. we all work full time jobs. Like mm-hmm. when we're putting in the hours together, it's not oh you have more time than me or whatever. It's, yeah, we're we're taking turns here. Mm-hmm. We're picking up where we the other person can't. Yep. Like just because it's the what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, like, it's not the role yeah. anymore. Like. If you see that the trash needs to be taken out, you take you out the trash. It. Or yeah. if the laundry is piling up, you do the laundry. Mm-hmm. Whoever gets to it gets to it. And I think for him, too, he has five siblings. You know, so it was very much like, this is my stuff that I have to do. Mm-hmm. You Everyone kind of so, had a very specific role. Right. And but when you're coexisting with a partner, it's just the two of you now. Very different. Yeah. Now there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that you guys have to figure out how you're going to split and divide mm-hmm. or how you're going to manage all these tasks in the house. It's like whenever we first moved in together, it was it felt very like roommatey, mm-hmm. you know. And when we were having that conversation, he was like, "Well, I do my own laundry. Congratulations. Well, that's great. I do mine. What else do you do? You know what I mean?" And whenever I asked him, I was like, "Have you vacuumed since we moved in? You know what I mean? Have you done this? Have you done that?" And like, I'm not trying to say that like on my high horse, you know, whatever. But it's like, yes, you are taking care of your stuff. I am also taking care of my stuff as well as our stuff. Yeah. You know, so at some point we need Everything to like needs to become an hour. Correct. Stuff. Um now I'm okay with him doing his own laundry and my doing doing my own laundry but like cleaning. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like there are certain things that he does that I don't do and vice versa, but um it is like you said very much partnership, you know. Um that took us a while to And even just asking for out. it like hey like yeah. I'm really tired. Do you mind if you take out the trash for me tonight? Yeah. Or, or, you know, an act of service. There's not really having to yeah. tell someone or ask someone to do it. It's, hey, I noticed this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. But see, to my, to a different point, I feel like in the beginning, you have to say things out loud. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's an open line of communication. Yeah. Like, you can't expect someone to know how to do things, when to do it. Or to read yep. the room in that way, like, because mm-hmm. you just don't know that other person. I think there's a very unrealistic expectation, especially with women, um, that, oh, well, he should have known, you know, like, he should have done this, he should have done that. But it's also like, how is he supposed to know that you wanted him to yeah, do that? Yeah, you're supposed to communicate that. You're supposed yeah. to say, this is hey, kind of what... Hey, can you do this? Yeah, kid, ask for it. Yeah. And it becomes... Or like, Pattern. hey, I like flowers. Please give me flowers. Give me flowers. <laughs> you know? Um, and, it, like, now if you do that continuously and it still doesn't happen, then, you know, there's a different of, conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. But um, in the beginning, I think it's very important to tell the person what you want. And you it's know? very hard like, to. Yeah. It's very hard to. And it's much easier to be upset at the person for not yeah. doing things but also like how fair is that it's not yeah not one bit no (laughs) but I feel like we're all guilty of it yeah because we have this weird set of expectations that you're going to be able to pick up here and there when maybe you didn't grow up that way yeah maybe you don't know how to do it that was something that was really hard for me was we did grow up very differently Mm -hmm. you know um he was very much like I do my own thing and then I'm over here with, you know, being a daddy's girl or my dad did everything for me, <laughs> you know. Um, that's another thing is like 
combining two ways of life growing up you know what I mean like um it is not easy coexisting no (laughs) it's still hard (laughs) it's gone yeah it's hard oh my god like the closet I still can't get over the closet (laughs) there's still things but um we just really went off on a tangent we do that quite often yeah (laughs) We did about, I mean, 15, hey, 20 minutes you, ago. As you watch this, you'll kind of see how it all <laughs> The progression, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but um, I think I think we need to stop it here because yeah, we could kinda, probably talk about this for hours. This is a whole other topic that we could Absolutely. get into. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think this was a very, very good topic podcast um i'm probably going to rewatch this multiple times yeah. not just editing but like actually this one is also relatable for a lot of yeah. people in our age group mm-hmm. even um, younger even to be younger, honest yeah you know kind of dove dove into growing up into our 20s and mm-hmm. the pressure of our 20s and how different it is from our parents and and then no. it's okay that you don't figure out your life yeah, when you're 18. Exactly. Which I think is so crazy. That, that's just unfair. It's unrealistic. It really is. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, like I still don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm yeah. having an identity crisis over here. <laughs> you're Rosa. <laughs> um, but I think that. We can expand on this. Oh, yeah. In another for episode sure. for sure. Yeah, because I'm getting tired and my neck is hurting from looking this direction for so long. So. You might have to figure out the chair yeah, situation. Face so each other. Face each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, please let us know, you know, your experiences growing up. Because, I mean, I don't feel like any one situation is the same. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a different walk of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Just or as bad. we've talked about, you have a very different experience growing up mm-hmm. than I have. Yeah. And it doesn't make mine better than yours or yours better than mine. Right. It's just different. It's just different. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're still sitting here together, aren't we? <laughs> That's weird. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is really weird that, like, we were in complete opposite ends of the world, and we still ended up here. Yep. So, it, it, doing a podcast together. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> but, um, yes, let us know, you know, your experiences, good or bad. Um, you know, and... And even, like, if you want to dive into, like, your 20s and where you're at now, we're yeah. If you feel lost, I promise you. It's so cliche, but, it's, like, you'll figure it out. You will figure it out. The world will not end. It will come to you. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we're no, still waiting. It will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just don't, don't lose don't, hope. Yeah, and, don't be hard on yourself. And also don't compare yourself to other people. It's so hard not to, but if you feel like you're not where you need to be, just trust that you are exactly where you should be right now. Yeah. And it, the world is ever-changing. It is. You know, just because you're in one place today doesn't mean you're going to be in the same place tomorrow. Exactly. Um, but keep your head up. Keep your head up. Keep on checking along. It's going to be okay. Because We're all in this together. Every little thing is going to be all right. all right all right all right we need to stop this because we're going to keep talking if we don't um so please like comment share subscribe share the love and we will see you next time on the last brain cell okay bye bye